the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm not going to waste any time because time goes so quickly. Where we were talking with Stephen Ebert, who is my own real estate attorney and one of the best real estate attorneys that I know. Uh, and you were in the middle of talking about inflation, so you want to finish up that? And absolutely, Dottie. So, on that. Yeah, absolutely. And all these items that we've been talking about have been short-term items. And I think that's very, very important. When we're talking about inflation, we need to speak both short-term and long-term. And we've been talking about all the rate hikes we're talking about from the Fed funds rate. But we really need to look at what's called the Federal Open Market Committee. You know, are they buying or selling bonds? And where is really the pricing going on the 10-year U.S. Treasury? So for people who want to follow it, that's really where to look. And if I had to guess, and of course, it's always dangerous going in the predictions business because something could happen, right? You know, a year ago, we have thought that, you know, Russia and Ukraine would be fighting the way they've been fighting, you know, now. So there's always things that are out there. Right. But what I'm seeing is a lot of the inflation is a combination of bad policies and, and some misspendings, some temporary issues. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that we're going to see a short-term higher inflationary period, but I think also it's going to settle down. I, I do not think that the days of 18% mortgages from, you know, over, you know, now get going uh, 40 years ago are, are, are coming back. I don't think it's going to be like that. And people need to realize also that historically um, mortgage rates were in the high single digits. So even with this big increase, and I know that when you see a short-term move, it feels massive, and I get that, and it hurts from a consumer who was, let's say, about to buy and didn't buy, um, although we've been warning everyone on the show for like two years now to re get your yeah. refinance done and, and buy. The reality is this. Getting a mortgage at five is still well below historical average, and even if you take out the ultra-high mortgage rates of the late 70s into the early 80s, the reality is it's still right now 5% is well below historic average. So that's something to just you know keep in mind and put into perspective. But you know, Dottie, when you're looking also at market activity, because right now there is a lot of questions in people's minds and are you seeing a lot of different opinions on it, the reality is we had a real burst of activity because people all of a sudden were able to get out of quarantine and really go around and start enjoying the city and, and their homes. And right now, even though volume is a little bit lower and it is, it is down, 
the reality is it's at a fairly healthy clip. It's at a level that we saw a couple of years ago. So even though volume is lower than it was a few months ago, the reality is it's not like the floor dropped out from it. So the really th key thing I would have people watch is, again, look at inventory, where it is at, and where it is it compared to historic levels. Don't pick a one or a two year time period. Pick a five, pick a 10 year level of activity because you can always get a market distortion. You know, when I was getting my master's, I remember we had the former deputy mayor of Philadelphia teaching a budgeting class and he had this great phrase. He called it the gee whiz statistic. If you narrow the field small enough, you could create such a distortion, right? You know, you could, you know, I've seen stats from some market reports that said, oh, you know, townhouse activity increased 200% over the prior time period. And then you read the fine print. It's talking about the number of townhouses sold 20 million or more on the Upper East Side. So, you know, it went from, you know, two sales to six sales in a quarter or something like that. Well, right. yeah. You know, yeah, you, you did more, but is that really a meaningful statistic? So my warning to everyone is great headlines sell stories, right? And, 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 and you had your guest on earlier who's in PR, right? Headlines really sell the stories that he was talking about in a different context. Be very careful when you're looking at data because right now we have a lot of what I call sideways data. There are their inclinations of positive and their inclinations of negative and really you got to source through it. But you know, Dottie, yeah, we would be remiss. And, and, and I would oh, say that we're in a period of kind of transition. I mean, I, I don't know that anyone really knows exactly what will be. Absolutely. And, and Dottie, would I be remiss though, if we didn't follow up with our listeners from last week, <clears throat> if you remember last week, we were talking about, things to look at and issues when conducting an inspection. And we really focused right. on the purchaser side. And now we, we promised them we'd get to the seller side. Yeah, so I don't want to talk can, about Can we go that. back to that? Because that's so important. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that's so misunderstood is you'll see this phrase in purchase and sale contracts of the properties being sold, quote, as is. But what does that really mean? Is it as is as of the date of closing, which means the seller can just do whatever they want to do? Um, no, it's not meant to be that. Usually it's meant to be as is when the either home inspection is done or when the contract is signed, something like that. But even then, there are different standards about things working and not working. So one of the things that I've noticed with some of the concerns that sellers have is what happens when an inspection report, for example, says, you know, the hot water heater is 10 years old and it's running near the end of its useful life, but it works perfectly well today. Does the seller have to do anything? The answer in most cases is no. The standard is that it's delivered working. So when you have maybe some of these older appliances, the key is that it really, from a seller point of view, that it makes it through and past the closing date so that everything is in order. Um, that's a very important thing. The other thing is you've got to be very careful depending upon the jurisdiction you're in, right? In some cases, all visits are by appointment only, accompanied by both brokers, right? 
but sometimes it's just a lockbox and people show up and the level in which they are supervised can vary. So it is really important if you're a seller to have a conversation up front with your listing agent to say, I want to know what kind of security that you're going to have in place to make sure nothing is damaged, right? That the buyer doesn't come in and maybe messes around with electronics, even accidentally break something, or let's say even to blast the air conditioning. Let's say you're gone for a week and you get a massive electric bill, right? Have that conversation up front with your agent to make sure people are supervised and money is not wasted, things are damaged. And of course, and I hate to say this theft, you know, Dottie, I think you remember a few years ago during some open houses, there were stories of prospective yeah. buyers coming as teams. One would distract the agent, someone else would look and try to grab loose, expensive valuables, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, that's why we try to have two people at open houses, because that was happening. Absolutely. So you've got to be careful, make sure things are properly secured, uh, and really do a pre-walkthrough with your agent to make sure you know that things are secure, jewelry or other loose, uh, loose valuables. Make sure that they're in a secure location uh, on that. Um, also, you know, make sure, again, you understand exactly the standard of how things are supposed to be delivered. And a lot of times people have questions on what if they have big artwork that, that really needs to be secure that will make holes in walls when they remove it. Or, or my, my, the one that comes up and is the bane of my existence, Dottie, are those flash screen TVs with all those big mounting brackets, things like that. Right. Have the discussion up front. Yes, and let me ask you, I think I mentioned this last week because I've actually seen this done where someone says, okay, you know, we've we've agreed on a price and I'm leaving, you know, my roof. Because, I mean, the the scope, certain things you have to leave, like the scope. But I'm leaving my refrigerator, I'm leaving this, that, the, my washer and dryer. And... Then when we got to the walkthrough, it was a different washer and dryer or, you know, it was like an old one. So I, I think that it's important that whatever they're leaving, that you specifically put the brand and, you know, what it is exactly. Because what happens if somebody just says on a contract, okay, I'm leaving our washer and dryer. And, and, the, and the buyer and the attorney says, great. Then you go to the walkthrough, and, and there's a different washer and dryer. There is a washer and dryer there, but it's a different one. So I'm going to make one general comment before dealing with that issue specifically. As a lawyer, I can write you a great contract, and, and other lawyers out there can too, but it's always good to know your counterparty uh, to the extent you can. And this is where having a strong real estate agent can feel out what the other side is like by discussing with the other real estate agent. What's motivating them, what kind of person they are, what kind of games that people are playing. Because at the end of the day, I do want to point something out. Even though the contract might say exactly X, unfortunately, we can't self-help, right? You can't show up to their house or their condo or co-op and say, you pulled a dirty maneuver, I'm gonna switch this out right now. You can't self-help. So there is a cost to enforcing these contracts. So it's always good to know what's motivating the other side and to see where you have pressure points on them. Now, specifically in the case of the switcheroo, which you're talking about, um, 
Gen- generally speaking, that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. And the way most contracts are written, it's washer dryer with this as is language I was talking about. So that that's a that's a pretty not only dirty move. Um, it generally would be in breach of the contract. But Dottie, here's where the problem is: if somebody is buying a two million dollar house, and let's say they're getting a one and a half million dollar mortgage. And somebody switches out a washer and dryer, which is a couple of thousand dollars, plus or minus, right? And all of a sudden, the seller knows the buyer moved out of their apartment and stuff is on the moving truck. They know if they don't close this day, they're going to have to pay $7,000 to keep their mortgage rate. And if they don't keep the rate, then the interest rate's a half a percent higher, right? If the seller has that information... They, it gives them some leverage on the buyer to play dirty. And so one of the things that I always say, there is a real tension in the transaction. On the one hand, everyone wants to have a nice, pleasant, good transaction, good flow of information, but sometimes also don't say things too. Like I, when I represent a buyer, I don't like the other side knowing when our rate lock expires because what if they use that against us? So you got to be mindful so of that. that against me. So in other words, you know, the 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 you're talking about where the buyer has a commitment on a mortgage for X amount of time, and you're mm-hmm. saying that you, as an attorney, don't really want to provide that information exactly to the seller that oh their their commitment is good for two months. Well, well I'm talking months. about the rate lock. So so let me distinguish, right? So Dottie, there's three things that can expire when you're getting a mortgage. The commitment letter, which is the contract from the bank to do the loan, the credit right. documents, you know, bank statement, maybe tax returns, et cetera, and then the rate lock. If you don't close by the rate lock date, the bank can charge you a fee to keep your rate. And a lot of times they can be any, depending upon how long, between an eighth to um, a half of a percent of the loan amount. So that can be a that can be many many thousands of dollars, and depending upon, of course, your loan amount. And so I like to be a little bit careful when releasing certain information to the seller side about my interest rate lock, because what's happened the last few months, Daddy? We went from an environment where rates were relatively stable during COVID, and if you missed your rate lock, it really wasn't a big deal. Uh, most banks would just roll it over. To now, banks are definitely charging. So you want to be careful when you're on the buyer side, the full extent of some information that you reveal, because a seller will realize and say, wait a minute, if there's a minor repair of a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, I know that this buyer is going to cave in the negotiation. They're going to fold because if they delay the closing, even if they win on the $1,000 reimbursement for the repair or the washer dryer, the buyer's ultimately going to lose because they had to spend 5000 in extension fees to the bank to get that $1,000 credit. So sometimes you got to be very careful what a seller knows because they There's can so use that leverage things. against you. And that's why like, I emphasize that, you know, people don't realize how you know, how how complicated. A lot of people think, oh, you know what, we don't need an attorney. Or, you know, in New York, you you know, everyone kind of uses one. In Florida, I really don't get how they don't, I mean, you can use one, but you don't have to. 
There are so many things that the average person doesn't know and all, and that an attorney who might specialize in something else wouldn't know that I think it's so important to get an attorney. This is a large investment that deals with real estate and knows because I don't want to, you know, of course I'll never mention names, but I have seen such blunders, okay, and screw-ups by attorneys who really didn't practice and somebody was trying to save some money so they found a cheap attorney or they used a relative that was not a real estate attorney just because they didn't want to spend the money. And when you're nickel and diming, one of the biggest investments you'll have in your life, I think that's crazy. But, Stephen, if you have some time, and I know that I really know that, you know, you really do a lot, and we want to thank you. I mean, besides being a great attorney, Stephen's wife is a very well-known pediatrician, and he has little kids, and for him to give up his time to just inform you really means the world. And we all want to thank you, our listeners, too, because they love you. But I have another quick question, if you could just give us a few more minutes. What, you, what is your opinion? Let's assume um, we make a deal, or the buyer and the seller agree on the price, they agree on the terms. However, the seller says... Um, I have to um I I have to either either the seller says I really need an extra couple of weeks or the buyer says I can't really move in for a month and there's a period of time where somebody says, Well, then you can lease it. In other words, I can I can get I have to get in early, so we'll lease you the apartment for a month and then we'll close. I mean there's been a lot of current times where the timing didn't work out and they were trying to make agreements where the seller stayed on after the closing and paid rent because their house somehow didn't get done, or the buyer came in early before they closed. What What are your thoughts on that? Sure, Dottie. So the the there's a couple things. You know, there's the ideal way to do a deal, and then but life is not always ideal, and things happen. And so you got to sometimes problem solve and it's, you know, maybe less than optimal, but you got to do it. And this is an example. You know, on the one hand, I always prefer if I can have a clean closing the day you own it, you pay for it, seller is out and all done. But you know what? Sometimes you have you got to look at it and you got to say, what's my next best alternative? And if that doesn't work, sometimes it makes sense. And you got to first analyze how the relations have been between the parties. you got to look right. at, for example, what the costs are, and then put in the appropriate safety mechanisms. So you want to make sure you have a sufficient money in escrow. You want to make sure that there is some real penalties with teeth to make sure that the other side moves out um, in a timely way. Um, you want to make sure that insurance is in effect properly uh, for the property, because what happens if, even if, Everyone is nice and good. Nature has a storm and a tree lands on the house. So the answer is, on the right circumstances, you do it because you have to, but you got to make sure you have the appropriate protections in place. Right. So only because I, I've seen it, I, I don't want to say it's an everyday occurrence. Okay. You, you, Stephen, I know you have to go. Can you just give me five minutes more to finish this up with you? Absolutely, of course. We'll do it right after the break. Thank you. Thank you. 
If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Relief factor. Pain relief that works. Pain relief that's real. Pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain. Me included. But not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by, by ordering the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and thousands of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. You deserve to know. It just makes sense. What have you got to lose Accept the pain. Call today, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You deserve to know if you could be the next success story like Leah. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. I'm here with Stephen Ebert, our real estate legal expert, and we're just talking about all these kind of things in real estate. And of course, we hope that everything and the majority of things go smoothly, but you don't want to be the one person that does it. And I think I was talking about occupancy agreements with Stephen where, you know, the timing isn't perfect, and that's, you know, obviously if it's perfect, that's better, but if it's not, where somebody has to stay on longer, or the new tenants, the new the new people need to get out of their house because their 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 lease is up or they sold their property, 
and the closing didn't happen yet, so they ask if, and, 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 and the seller has a place to live, and they say, can we stay there for a month before we close? Now, what happens if an appliance breaks or things of that nature? I mean, you know, I mean, when you have somebody in your house, you never know. Like you were saying, do you, do, do you have just money in escrow or do you have insurance or do you spell out like some kind of a legal agreement or do you do a walkthrough then? To make sure that the house, in other words, because I could say as a, you know, as a seller, listen, this wasn't broken. Uh, you broke it. And then the buyer could say, well, I didn't break it. So if that's the case and they're coming in early, would they do an inspection before and then have another one before they close? Sure. So, so let's distinguish between a pre-closing possession and a post-closing possession. So in a post-closing possession, that's a scenario when the closing happens, the buyer is now the owner, but the seller needs a little bit of time. Maybe they need a week or two because they need the money from the sale to do their purchase, or maybe the seller did the buyer a favor of closing early to save their rate lock, but otherwise they wouldn't have closed, so they've agreed to time. So in that situation, I recommend two things. One, the buyer do a walkthrough, a basic walkthrough before the closing. You want to be on the lookout if there are any major big ticket items, like the house being hit by a tree that, let's say, the whole boiler system goes kaput. You're looking for really the big stuff. And that way you know at least the big items are taken care of. I put in in my post-closing possession agreements that the seller is still required to deliver the property in the condition they would have had to deliver it in the contract if we did a regular standard closing and they didn't right. stay past, and also that the buyer absolutely will do a second, and that will be their full, complete, thorough walkthrough once the seller moves out to make sure that the buyer gets the full benefit of the protections that we put in the contract um, at that time. And then also at some point you got to make sure, again, you put in some hefty penalties because you don't want to have a new tenant. You want that seller to go. On the flip side of it is the pre-closing possession issue. And that's a little bit more danger for a seller. Why? Because number one. The pre-closing possession. Before closing that you're going to move in. Yeah, so now we flipped it, right? Instead of closing and the seller stays a little bit longer, the buyer moves in before they actually own it, right? That's a pre-closing possession. So it's the exact opposite. And you have a lot different risks. The, f- the first risk is, what happens if they never close? Right? So my first question is, if I'm offered this, and right. I'm a little more skeptical of a pre-closing than a post-closing possession, my first question is, how do I know the buyer won't be, will, 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 will be successful in conducting their closing? Am I all of a sudden now becoming a landlord oh. when I want it to be a seller? Oh, you know, I never thought of that. And by the way, if they can't, if they didn't, if they can't close for some reason, then you have to then get them. They might not be able to get. You might not be able to get them out so quick. Absolutely. So what I put in, and this is a big penalty, yeah. I put in that a breach of the pre-closing agreement is also a breach of the purchase contract. Because now what's interesting is, remember, I'm holding 10% of a sales price in escrow. So 
So that's a much bigger deposit than you would on an ordinary lease. So I do right. have some more money in the game on behalf of the buyer, but I really got to do my homework. And I'm going to want to talk to the buyer's lender. I want to really find out why do they need to move in beforehand. Now, that what could be different is, and this makes a difference in a pre-closing possession agreement to me, if let's say um, the buyer needs to put stuff in furniture-wise, like let's say the following example. Let's say today's July 31st, and let's say for whatever reason, the closing couldn't come together for about a week. And the buyer says, look, I won't live there. I don't need to, but I really don't want to move twice. Can I just move my furniture in? Right? So that could be a different kind of situation where basically the pre-closing possession is more storage than them living there. So that does make a little bit of a difference. But again, you got to be very careful, right? What happens if something gets damaged during the move-in. You need to address that concept. Or what happens if during that one week when the buyer puts their furniture in the property for storage, but before closing, you have a pipe burst and a leak and the purchaser's furniture got damaged, right? Are they going to say it's the seller's fault? Does the buyer take the risk? So you definitely want to make sure you have an agreement that assigns the risk, and make sure that the appropriate parties have the right insurance in place, have provisions to make sure they maintain it. Because, Dottie, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times people say, ah, lawyers, they overcomplicate things. They dream of fantasy situations. And look, the odds in each individual case are small, right? It's like insurance. How many times have you driven a car? Hundreds of thousands of times over the years, right, Dottie? Yes. But the one time, God forbid, you get into a car accident, you sure want to make sure you have your insurance for that little fender bender, right? And that's the same thing with these agreements. Most times, things work out pretty smoothly. But I'll tell you, Dottie, every year, we always have a transaction that has an issue. The vast majority are relatively smooth. um, But when there's a problem, people then really appreciate why these clauses are thought about and fought over. Um, because the, all of a sudden, it's their money, their furniture, their home. Yeah, and Stephen, I just want to say thank you. You are such a wealth of knowledge. I don't think there's anything I could ask you that you don't know. And I just want all of our listeners to know, don't, on a large investment, really get somebody that doesn't really have you know, a lot of people say, oh, what do you do? Well, I do all, all, I, I do a little bit of everything. You know, I do this, I do that, I do this. That's not what you want. You want someone who just does real estate. Stephen, before you go, please give us your information and how everybody can reach you. Absolutely. Thanks, Dottie. So you can reach me by email. It's S. Ebert, so S for Stephen, and then my last name. So S-E-B-E-R-T at Casson, C-A. S-S-I-N-L-L-P.com. So S. Ebert at CassinLLP.com. Or just call me at the office, 914-517-6941. And thanks as always, Dottie, and have a wonderful weekend. You too. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back next week. Okay, I have a guest on the, the line waiting. Uh, 
from one of the largest publications in the Hamptons. Um, I'd like to introduce some of you here. I, I don't. Yeah, hi, Dottie. Have... How are you? Hi, how are you? Good to good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, I, uh, I I love the Hamptons. I've had a house here for a long, long time. So, um, and I think what you do is great. You want to. Tell our audience a little about your magazine, how you got into it, um, absolutely, and, and, and how they can get it, and, and 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 just how you got into the whole thing. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, my first, uh, the first magazine first, that they, we did know, out. I, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even introduce you by name, so you want to just give them everything. Sure, Jim Miller, uh, publisher of uh, founder of uh, Hamptons Real Estate Showcase. Um, uh, part of a bigger team, of course, um, you know, uh, we uh, first started our, uh, first issue out here in 1987, actually, right after the crash. Right. Um, that was a bad know. time for real estate. So that, that so was that a bad time. Of- so yeah, you've got that right. And, um, you know, it was a rough couple of years there for everyone. It had and, to be. Um, I was, I'm thinking back that, that took, uh. That was brazen to be open at that time because that that had to be tough. Oh, you know, you know, you were right in the middle of it, I'm sure, right? Oh, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 1987 and, um, you know, the market, of course, turned around like it always does. It's a roller coaster sometimes. And um, we published uh, Homes of the Hamptons until um, around 2004, 2005. We sold that publication to a group of investors and then came back in 2012 with my new partners, Claudette Greenstein and Kathy Silvanovich, our publishers, uh, and we're doing Hamptons Real Estate Showcase for the last 10 years. This is our 10th year of the new, wow, of the new publication, which is a, you know, it's, it's a larger format, a coffee table book, we call it. And um, you know you can go into a lot of houses out here, and it's on the, the it's on the table. You know people hold, they hold yeah. on to it. Yeah, you we're, we're gonna have a break, but I I'd like you to come back. We just stay on the line. Just let us do a quick Absolutely. break. Absolutely, I love because it. you have uh, your magazine is something you leave on a coffee table. It's just not something that you read and throw out. Um, we'll be right back with Jim in a few minutes. We just have to do a quick commercial break. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. 
from up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com. Or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And we're back and we're talking to uh, the owner and publisher of one of uh, Hampton's best magazines. And not just some, I mean, look, there's a lot of magazines, a lot of them are good, but this is not one you just throw out, just read and put, you know, in the garbage this is something that is a beautiful piece that you leave on your coffee table and that you it's kind of like a piece. So how do how so so what made you decide to go to that route? You 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 know you 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 do have do you did you decide to just have a whole bit of different business model or did you decide listen because I've been in the Hamptons for I don't know how many years. And there was a time when there was a couple of publications like that that were showcase pieces, but that I haven't seen any for years. Um, what made right. you go that direction? Well, you know, Donnie, um, you, you know, we felt that we needed to be more than just a listings publication, so to speak. Uh, right. We needed to provide some, editor- some good editorial content, some solid content to our readers. Uh, to make it more of an interesting read and something to keep. Um, you know, folks come out, you know, we've all, we all had our first place out here at some point, and it's like, well, what's going on? Uh, you know, you need to know what's going on in the community. You want to know about dining. You want to know about the arts, uh, all of that. So when we changed the business model, we became more of a real estate 
slash lifestyle publication. Lifestyle. Yeah. yeah right. And that's because, what it's really uh, about. That's what, that's what it's really about, lifestyle. And you know something? Yeah. Since the pandemic, oh, and yeah. since I think that, you know, it'll not go back to the way that it was, where everybody has to be in the office five days a week, um, you know, there'll be some kind of combination. People now are buying more second houses because they can stay in them longer. And you you become part of the community. Like, I have a house in the Hamptons. I have a place in the city. But I am very up yeah. on everything that goes on in the Hamptons. I'm, I'm part of that community. And the one thing that I can tell you that I know about the Hamptons, it's really a close community. And there is Absolutely. so much to do. There is so much to do. And, there's, you know, when people think of the Hamptons, sometimes they think of, you know, oh, you know, just the rich and the famous and mansions, and they don't necessarily think of the culture and all of the wonderful you know, shows they have. So your magazine really gives people a thorough understanding of everything that goes on in the Hamptons, not just, the, of course, there's beautiful houses, but just not, of just course. not the whole. Of course. We have our cover this month is amazing. Uh, uh, Paul Brennan, Martha Gunderson of Element did a beautiful oh, well, you know, uh, George. Paul is one of my favorite people and author, but Paul, <laughs> when I guy. first started out, I think it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, they boycotted me, okay? Uh, they said, listen, you can't get in the Maidstone, so we're boycotting you. We're not giving you any listing. So, therefore, how do you start a company when you can't get a listing? How do you hire people? Right. It ends up, someone told me about Paul Brennan. He said he's the best. He was born here. He knows everything. And I yeah. called him up, and I said, I know you're not going to want to do this, but I really need somebody like you. And you know he did it for me, and I will honestly tell you that he helped me build the Hamptons. I don't know oh, that I could have done it without him. And when right, you have right. him, you have the best. He's and still doing it at an amazing level. Yeah, he's he knows everything. Absolutely. And he's the anytime anyone needs to know something about the Hamptons, I say, you know whether it's zoning, whether it's anything. I mean, it's not just about there is no one that knows more. Well, you know the How level of professionalism is up there. How do we get your publication? Oh, um, you know, uh, we're distributed in about 700 locations throughout the East End from West Hampton to Montauk. You know, we're also on the North Fork. We have a sister publication up there, Daddy, North Fork Showcase. Uh, oh, really? Showcase. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and, you know, the North Fork market has taken off like crazy. Yeah, you know, we have to do some more. I'd love you to come back and talk about that because I, I really, you know, haven't. The North Fork was supposed to, you know, come to it. You know, they were saying for years the North Fork is going to come up. It's going to come up, and for years it never happened. But it has happened, okay. Well, the pandemic rate has changed everything. Yeah, I mean, it is totally you know, different. We're co now we're like a co-primary market. Um, yeah. You know, no more vacation second home. You know, I think the new thing is two days in the city, five days out east. Yeah, and it's got a whole uh, different feel towards it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the vineyards. I do. And it's uh, a kind of 
slower pace. So, you know, it's a different pace. It's not all, you know, it's just, and if you're a boater, you definitely want to be on the North Fork. So, um, yeah, I'd love you to come back and talk about that, Mm -hmm. too. Because, truthfully, your magazine isn't just about homes. Of course you want to see the beautiful homes, and you want to see uh, the prices, and everybody likes to look at, I I always tell people, real (laughs) estate is the universal language because everybody wants to know about real estate. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. When they come out, right. Everybody wants to know. Um, so I think everyone should pick up copies of your magazine, and I would love for you to come back on again and talk, maybe and maybe even talk about some of the articles that you that you have in the magazines. That would be because, awesome. That would be great. Yeah, I would love I you would to, do to do that, that, and I thank you so much, and I look forward to meeting you one day. I'm out here. So do I. Same here. Same here. Let's All do right. that. So listen, and you have a great you have a great weekend. I am going to enjoy it. You have a beautiful weekend, and um, I will hope to see you real soon. Take care now. Thank you. So to all our listeners, of course, you can always get us if you didn't have time to listen to the whole thing or you were driving, and I don't, um, you can, you know, you can get us at any of the sites. Dottie Harmon, you can go to 970. All our shows are on there. You can go to my website, DottieHerman.com, and I have all of our shows. And let me tell you something. I, First of all, I feel blessed to be doing this radio show. I love radio. I love all of you, and I love our audience. Um, I love doing this, and I love real estate. And it wasn't something that I always wanted to do. I wanted to be a teacher. And when I got into real estate, I just fell in love with it. And in those days, I said, well, you know, what's, you know, not that difficult. It is so complex now. And real estate, if you look at the millionaires, self-made millionaires, many of them made it real estate. And if you look, as I said in the beginning of the show, if you look at investments, as long as you can hold it, in other words, you don't want to have to be in a position where if, God forbid, the market drops, that, you know, you have to sell it. Real estate, you you know, and you can go to the element site and look at all the reports, has continually gone up. I never thought we'd see numbers like this. We talked about earlier on the show of rents for $5,000, an average rent in the city. I mean, I never thought I'd see that, but it keeps on going up. And the pandemic... When that first happened and we were all on lockdown, I was like, what's going to happen to real estate? Like, what's going to happen? The pandemic really took real estate to another whole level because people spent so much time in their homes, and I think they really appreciated them and realized how important your home was. And I saw that during 9-11 because when we had 9-11 people came out to the Hamptons, bought properties here, because your home, whether it be big or small, is your haven, is your safe place. Um, I know that I love my home. Um, I started out very small. You know, I've made it bigger since then. But when I'm here, I feel at home, and I always decorate it and put the things that I love around it. And to me... 
whether it's an apartment, whether it's a home, if you spend time away, you know, you go on vacation, you always say, oh, gee, it's, I'm glad to be home. Uh, I'm glad to be home. And I really think that you're going to be able to, I'm, I'm looking at the market, I think that you're going to start to see some deals come out because, you know, the real estate market is, you know, not bad. It's 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 good. It's a strong market this year, but you know, things can't keep on accelerating. And so there might be people that have subsidies that are looking to sell. There's a lot of people that are retiring. So my advice to everyone is if you want to buy a home, get a good broker and be willing to do the work. Be willing to do the work to look around, get to know the area. You can do a lot of it online because you can go to see open houses. You can see what's selling, what prices they're selling for. Um, and you never know what somebody will take. I mean, you know, you never know. You always can make an offer, and the worst that somebody can say is no. So I feel very blessed, and I mean that sincerely, to be in a profession, real estate that I love, and to be on radio, which, again, I never thought that I wanted to do radio. I got Jerry Crowley, who ran the station, and he said, you got to do real estate. And I said, listen, I'm taking the summers. I'm not giving up my weekends. I'm sorry, but he convinced me, and once I started doing it, I loved it. And if there's anything that you want to hear that we don't cover, if there's any questions you have or subjects, that you would like to hear from, that we haven't covered or you'd like us to cover, please, please just send me an email at dottieherman.com or go to Facebook or go to my site and just ask. Okay? Have a wonderful weekend. Again, I'm blessed to be with you, blessed to be on this radio station. And I'm blessed to be healthy and alive. So have a great week. We'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.